Hello, Saints. Todd here with SafeguardYourSoul.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so blessed to have these moments together in the Word of God. Uh, And remember, Saints, there's nothing, there's nothing, no thing uh, happening on God's planet that is even remotely as important as the work of the gospel and feeding the sheep of Jesus Christ for whom he died to save so that they can grow in grace, they can be edified, they can be equipped for the work of the ministry according to the scriptures. And let me just guarantee you this one thing, by the grace of God, this outreach will continue to unapologetically endeavor to preach the whole of the word of God, regardless of who gets offended or not, in Jesus' name. And please remember that your prayers and support are vital to this operation. Thank you. Okay, let's talk about yoga. You know, you you barely go a day if you're looking at TV without seeing a commercial that is glorifying yoga. You ever notice that? No one can be praying or reading the Bible, but on every other commercial, it seems like there's uh, people doing yoga as if that's the the religion of the day, and it really is for the world, and we're going to find that out as we peer into what is yoga? What is yoga? Dear Sister Debbie Lord put together some information, uh, and uh, she is a great helper in this outreach, by the way. What a blessing. And uh, what Sister Debbie says is, did you know that the serpent, that's Satan, right, described in Genesis 3 and Revelation 12, uh, as the most subtle of all beasts of the field, has deceptively presented yoga to the world as an, quote unquote, innocent exercise and a, quote, positive experience, just as he did when he approached Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, challenging God's word, in essence, calling him, God, a liar, when he said, hath God said, and thus begins the elevating of the creation over the creator. All around us, the name of our most holy God is taken in vain while the popularity of yoga, that is the worship of beasts, nature, and Hindu gods, etc., increases. A shift like this uh, doesn't just happen casually or by coincidence. The enemy of our souls is at work 24-7, scheming his way into our societies by dethroning the one true God that is the creator and sustainer of all that is Jesus Christ by deceiving us into physically paying homage and bowing down to other gods by elevating the creation above the creator through the practice of yoga. The practice of yoga. Now, let me say this to saints. She is so correct in that statement the scripture says be sober be vigilant because your adversary your enemy the devil walketh about seeking whom he may devour okay and in the last days scripture says revelation chapter 12 verse 12 satan is come down with great wrath knowing that he has but a short time Revelation 12, 12. He's making his last stand before he is going to be slam dunked into the bottomless pit. Revelation, I believe it's chapter 20. Sister Debbie continues. She says the practice of yoga has become so common in the United States and the Western world that we see the motions and concepts all around us on TV and commercials, movies, all forms of entertainment, media and in our everyday lives. I mean, when you go to the bank, they've got people, you know, on the wall, their photos doing yoga. I mean, it's just a wholesale selling of this fake, false, demonic religion. It is common to see someone strike a yoga pose. Think about that. She continues, Sister Debbie says, or put the palms of their hands together and make a bowing gesture. It appears so kind, gentle, and gracious, innocent, right? Hmm. Uh, Here is the real meaning and the root 
uh, from which this position is derived. Are you ready for this? Namaste. I guess I'm pronouncing that right. N-A-M-A-S-T-E. We've seen that word advertised by people and companies and articles, etc. Namaste. The, the word spoken in conjunction with the bow translated roughly means, quote, I bow to the God within you, unquote, or, quote, the spirit within me salutes the spirit in you, unquote, a knowing that we are all made from the same one divine consciousness, unquote. This is from the Urban Dictionary, okay? We see all of this stuff, by the way. I'm going to throw this in there. In the New Apostolic Reformation cult, you know, with Bill Johnson and Todd White and all these other demonic clowns. Okay, we've got a video in a post on Safeguard Your Soul um, called Kundalini, K-U-N-D-A-L-I-N-I, I I believe. If you just put in K-U-N-D into the search box, that's it, just K-U-N-D, uh, you're going to see it come up. Just put it in the search box on safeguardyoursoul.com. By the way, let me encourage you to use this site because that's why it's been built and is being built daily. Uh, it's absolutely, there, there. I mean, countless hours have gone into this uh, ministry website. And that doesn't make anything on it true, by the way. Zero. Okay, but it, it I will say that you got to judge that yourself against the Holy Scriptures, like a good Berean, amen, Acts 17, 10, and 11. But it is there to be a resource for you, and uh, to ed- mainly to edify the body of Christ, but also the PWT, preach, warn, teach, Colossians 1, 28. Preach, we're preaching on there, warning of false prophets and false doctrines, uh, and to be ready for Christ's return, and teaching the Word of God. Amen. Okay, so Sister Debbie Lord continues, yoga means to yoke with. There it is, to yoke with. That's what yoga, the word yoga means. Just exactly, though, she asked, are uh, who or what are you actually yoking with? Uh, And then here's a quote from Julie Royce. She says, the word yoga is problematic. Yoga means to yoke. Using the word begs the question, yoked with whom? The postures and techniques of yoga were designed to be offerings to the millions of Hindu gods, but ultimately yoga was intended to yoke a person to the so-called Lord of Yoga, Shiva, the destroyer. These realities make yoga, regardless of how it's packaged, incompatible with Christianity, unquote, Julie Roy's. I would go further and say, if you, I don't care how well-meaning you are, how saved you think you are, Uh, You are dabbling with demons when you deal with yoga, and you've got demons. All idol worship, let me say it again, not some, but all idol worship brings with it demons. And you get those demons because you're committing spiritual adultery on the Almighty. Instead of going to Him, you're going somewhere else, doesn't matter where, and you've got demons because you've got idols. And uh, we can see that in Deuteronomy thirty-two seventeen, also First Corinthians chapter ten, verse uh, nineteen through twenty-one. Wherever there is idolatry, there is there are demons. Now, if you if you've read a page in the Bible, <laughs> I'm making a point here. God hates idolatry. That's why His first two commandments are what: "You shall have no other." Go- no other gods. Does that need um, explanation? No, it doesn't. It's self-evident. You shall have no other gods before me. That would include the God of self. Okay? And that's why people go after other gods, because they, they are their own God, and they refuse. They have not repented and submitted themselves to the one true God, who is only accessed 
through the one mediator between God and man. That's the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. Hallelujah. First Timothy 2, verses 5 and 6. And let me say this. God wants you to be saved, my friend. Oh, yeah. He says, he is not willing that any should perish, but that all, every man, all men should come to repentance. And uh, how do we do that? And uh, how does that work? Um for there is one God, the next verse, this is First Timothy chapter 2, verse 4 through 6. For there is one God, just one, and one mediator, one go-between, one medium, if you will, between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. And that's what I'm doing here today in this message is I'm preaching to you, Jesus Christ the son of the living God who came to this earth was born of a virgin. He was the only begotten of the father and lived a sinless life and gave us instructions. And it's all in his word called the Bible uh, so that we would know him and know the father. Then he went to, at the end of his life, he went to a wooden cross, which became his altar where he laid down his life willingly for the sins of the world so that you and I could be reconciled, reconciled, brought back to and restored in our relationship with God. Now, be, by default, we have all uh, death has passed upon all men after Adam and Eve sinned. Uh, and so we are separated from God. Not only that, we've all sinned ourselves and come short of the glory of God. Anybody who's ever lied one time is what? A liar. If you've ever looked on a woman or a man to lust, you are an adulterer in the eyes of a holy God. Okay, we're all guilty of all of these. So far, we've established through the Ten Commandments that you and I, thou shalt not steal. We've stolen something. We're thieves. We've committed adultery by lusting. Uh, and so, so far, we've established that we are thief, thieving adulterers. We've lied. Every one of us has lied. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Okay. So now we know that we're lying, thieving adulterers. Also, we've had ourself first and in place of God, we have not sought him. Therefore, we are idolaters. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And uh, also, as we begin to say, you shall not Make unto thyself any graven image of anything in the likeness of anything in heaven or on earth. Okay, there's an abomination. We worship God in spirit and in truth. Aren't you glad you don't need religion? Religion is only there to keep you from God, not to bring you to God. That's why the Catholic Church removed, I might add, the second commandment about making idols. Okay. Uh, is because it was costing them a lot of money. They sell millions, if not billions of dollars worth of idols and uh, objects of worship, which God absolutely forgive, uh, forbids, okay, year after year. And so they remove the second commandment. Go ahead and compare it, uh, the Catholic so-called Bible uh, and the King James Bible, the real Bible for the English-speaking peoples, and you will see that they turned one of the other commandments into two commandments and removed the second commandment. Oh, this coffee's good. Sorry about that. Had to get a sip. Anyway, uh, so as we were talking, let's try to get back on track here. Yoga brings demon possession, which keeps the person captive to the lie and the lying system keeps them mind numbed if you will you know how, that's how religion works you ever think about that the catholic church has all this stuff that has nothing to do with jesus they don't have the gospel in fact they denigrate and blaspheme the christ jesus of the gospel from a to z i mean i'm not even going to get off on that there's so much uh but they keep you mind numbed you know think about uh you know kneeling genuflecting sign of the cross when you pass a Catholic church, none of that's in the Bible. Okay, novena, nowhere in the Bible. Purgatory, absolutely not in the Bible. 
a rosary never mentioned in the Bible. See, they keep you real busy being faithful to them. Let me let me just ask you something. What have they ever done for you? What is the devil, the demons that uh, oversee and have uh, perpetrated this yoga religion? What, what have they ever done for you? But deceive you to drag your soul into the bowels of eternal damnation. While Jesus Christ, the Son of God, while you were yet a sinner, left his eternal glory with the Father to come to this earth to die on a cross, hung between heaven and hell, hung between holy God in heaven and sinful man, and died on that cross, shedding his blood in an excruciating, painful death for you. For you. See, we owe a debt we cannot pay, a sin debt. Jesus paid a debt he did not owe. In fact, the Bible tells us that Jesus was made sin or the sin sacrifice for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. A God was in Christ, the scripture says, reconciling or bringing the world back to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. What a loving God. While we were yet sinners, Romans 5, Jesus Christ came and died for our sins to bring us back to God. Man's core problem is sin, friends, and yoga, and striking some stupid little yoga pose, numbing your mind out with all these religious practices. Yoga is just another religion, folks. Uh, We need to wake up here. It's just another false religion to keep you from the only Savior, Jesus Christ, who wants you to have a personal relationship with him. God so loved the world that he gave his son. He didn't give religion. I don't know about you. I hate religion. I grew up in the Catholic church. It's pure evil, man. And the moment Jesus saved me, it wasn't in the Catholic church because there's no gospel in that cult. But the moment he saved me, I knew I had been lied to all my life because all of a sudden, all of my sins were washed away. I felt clean instead of guilty and shamed on the inside. And I was free from having to live in sin from that moment forward. And uh, it's only Christians who can be forgiven for their sins. You've got to be born again, friend. Jesus said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You've got to bow and admit to God that you have sinned against him. We touched on some of them specific sins earlier. Okay, now a lot of people have this false notion. Uh, You know, just picture yourself going before a judge. Say you killed somebody. Just think of how stupid this is. You're going to go before that judge and say, well, sir, I'm I'm 50 years old. I've I've uh, I've never done anything. You know, I've never killed anyone all my life. I've never done any major crime like that. But I just killed this one person. What is that judge going to say? He's going to laugh at you as he slams the gavel down and puts you in jail for the rest of your life, if not giving you the death sentence. Okay? One sin, one sin ever, one sin. Hating one person, not forgiving one person, stealing one thing, making one lie is all it takes. You're guilty of breaking the whole law of God and will uh, have the impending judgment of God come down on you unless you're willing to admit to God now before it's too late that you have sinned against him. There's no end around. You don't go to Mary to get to Jesus, to get to God. Okay, that's just another lie. That's more idolatry. Mary was a sinner. Mary just simply did what God called her to do. She's not a co-mediatrix. In fact, she's only mentioned in six of the 27 books of the New Testament. Jesus Christ is the central theme of every book in the whole Bible. 
That's 66 books. Mary walked on no water. Mary opened no eyes. Mary did not heal anyone. She did not raise the dead. That was Jesus. That was the Son of the living God, who is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, ending the first and the last, who was and who is and who is to come, the Almighty Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 3.18, For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened or made alive in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for the Lord Jesus Christ, by whose blood you have reconciled us to yourself before he went to the cross. Jesus said, for this is my blood of the New Testament. Any gospel that's not a blood gospel, namely the blood of Jesus, is not the gospel at all. It is a false gospel. And all of these fake so-called pastors who refuse to preach the cardinal doctrines of the Christian faith, of which the blood of Jesus is one, uh, are totally false, okay? They're deceiving you. God calls you to get into his word for yourself and have a personal relationship with him or you will be deceived by the many false prophets Jesus warned us about who will deceive many. Matthew 24, 11. Jesus said, Matthew 26, 28, it's recorded, for this is my blood of the New Testament which is shed for many for the remission of sins. If you want your sins forgiven, you've got to get honest with God, my friend. Now, before it's too late. Now, one thing's for sure. Every knee is going to bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Philippians chapter 2. But you see, there are some who are willing to humble themselves now in repentance, admitting they're sinners in need of the one Savior, Jesus Christ. And they're going to get honest and get right with God now. Uh, everyone else, they're bowing now willingly, humbly, admitting before God that they have sinned against him and they are fully 100% guilty and in big trouble, but also acknowledging that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And in the same chapter, Jesus said, you must be born again. John 3, he also said, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. So this is much more than just a mental ascent of acknowledging in your mind that Jesus came and died for your sins. You've got to bow down in repentance, my friend, and lay down your life asking Jesus to cleanse, save, and take over your life, to take full control, and even crying out, Lord, into your hands I submit my spirit. Take over my life, Lord, right now. Take over my life. That is uh, a good part of the prayer that you should pray to get right with God. He loves you, and he wants to save you but he won't force you. We've got a page on safeguardyoursoul.com called Peace with God. You can go there, and uh, there's a prayer at the end of it. It's not very long, but it's very thorough in detailing how we have all sinned against God. There is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. There's only one Savior, and there's repentance and faith that is needed to come into a relationship with him. So, there's a high price to pay uh, for all those who don't come unto God as he prescribed through his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, the exclusive Savior, the matchless son of the living God. Uh, you know, and so demon possession, and you know, I pray right now, if you're not going to repent, that God would allow those demons to absolutely destroy your life. Until you're left on your face before the living God in trembling ruins and have one place to look, and that's up to him. When you've tried everything else and none of it's going to work ever, 
It's time to get honest with God, to admit you are a sinner, a vile wretch in need of his mercy and forgiveness, which he alone can dispense and will dispense if you'll come on his terms, no other, not religion, not yoga, not the Catholic Church, not some sinner in a costume called the Pope in Rome or some priest who's not even saved, but through the Lamb of God who rose from the dead, Jesus Christ. You owe a debt you cannot pay, friend. You cannot pay your own sin debt. No other man can forgive you because they're sinners too. Sinners can't forgive sinners. Bible 101, a sinner can't forgive a sinner. Only God can do that. Jesus said, the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Only the Son of Man Matthew 9, verse 6. He was the only one qualified. He was the only one with uncontaminated blood that he shed on that cross and satisfied the claims of the Father's justice to justify and forgive you and bring you into his family. Peter said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name, that's Jesus Christ, given among men under heaven, whereby men can be saved. Acts chapter 4, verse 12. But instead, some are turning to yoga, just another religion, and they're being demon-possessed, and they're made to be captive to the lie they bought into instead of searching out what God said and believing it and obeying it. Okay, and they do all these breathing techniques and you know, little so-called exercise moves. Okay, they have, they have to keep doing their little witchcraft drill. You know, they got to keep stopping and doing their little deal, their little quick fix that really isn't a fix at all. It's a cheap substitute and a mere band-aid. Let me just say this, friend. Your silly little yoga pose is not going to forgive your sins give you peace or save you from going to a devil's hell. 1 Corinthians 10, 21 and 22, you cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. You cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and the table of devils. Do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? Are we stronger than him? Go read what happened when the Israelites provoked him to jealousy. It's very ugly. You shall have no other gods before him. If you dabble with yoga, you've got demons. There's no such thing as a Christian who does yoga. Let me say it again. If you think you're a Christian and you do yoga, you're absolutely deceived. Any person doing yoga has demons. 1 Corinthians 10. 19 through 21, any company or organization promoting or allowing yoga uh, is demonic. They're the enemy of God, anyone involved in it. 100% repent now, sinner. Yoga is simply a diabolical placebo, a cheap substitute for what you truly need. You need Jesus to forgive your sins, friend in order that you can be reconciled to God. And it's only through Christ that you can be forgiven. Otherwise, you're going to live in shame and guilt and turmoil on the inside of your being, in your spirit and conscience, for the rest of your days on earth. And you're going to die and go to hell forever, irrevocably, and be consciously tormented in the flames of eternal damnation where there will be no rest day or night forever and ever and the smoke of the torment of the wicked is going to forever rise into the nostrils of a holy god as a sweet smelling savor of justice for rejecting the only begotten son that he sent his son to die for your sins if you reject jesus you're going to hell you sent yourself there God doesn't send anybody there. Ultimately, it's them that send themselves there by hearing a message such as this one and not stopping your life now, getting on your knees if the, or whatever posture of humility and crying out to a holy God. 
admitting to him that you are a vile, wretched sinner against him and calling upon him, asking him to save you, the Lord Jesus Christ, that is, and fill you with his spirit and to wash you with his blood. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter how widespread the advertisement for yoga is. Okay, it's all 100% witchcraft. Revelation 12, 12, as I quoted earlier, Satan has come down with great wrath upon the inhabitants of the earth because he knows that he hath but a short time. Continuing with Sister Debbie Lord's message on yoga, uh, the Chopra Center, you always know it's something nasty when you see that word Chopra, C-H-O-P-R-A, a false prophet. When you, It says this, when you bow your head and say namaste, I guess, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, don't even really care, actually. <laughs> At the end of a yoga practice, you have the chance to do more than simply mark the ending end of a session. In fact, the spiritual revelation is on the other side of a truly felt namaste. One of the most, it continues, one of the most common translations of Namaste is, quote, the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you, and I honor the place in you where the entire universe dwells, unquote. Total deception. In fact, the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, that Satan has blinded the, mind of, the minds of men lest they should see the glorious gospel of Christ and be saved. Also in 2 Corinthians 11, we read of uh, false apostles and deceitful workers transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. That's false prophets. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Wow. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose ends shall be according to their works, which is eternal damnation. So all of the above, she says, Sister Debbie, flies in the face of the truth of God as creator of the universe and everything in it, and that we humans are God's creation, not the creator not divine as told to us in his holy word the bible god is holy he's set apart and he's other than in other words he dwells in a light that no man can approach there is a god just one and you're not him friend okay so here's something also that's a quote in her article hinduism is pantheistic and teaches that god with a small g, is in everything. It's 330 million gods, plants, animals, and every human being, that is. So to salute the divine in another person makes total sense to a Hindu. Christianity, the quote goes on, Christianity, however, teaches that God is transcendent and distinct from his creation. Though it's true that the Holy Spirit resides in each believer, the Holy Spirit does not bow to himself in other believers, saying, quote, that light in me honors that light in you. According to the scripture, the Holy Spirit honors the Father and the Son, and a Christian's worship, though emerging from within him, should always be directed upward and outward, not to other people. So the psalmist said, I will praise thee, O Lord, among the people. I will sing unto thee among the nations. In Christianity, we, the creature, direct our worship to the creator, the one creator, unquote, author unknown. The yoga fad that is exploding in popularity worldwide is more than a passing fad. It is one more step toward the slippery slope of the Christ-denying apostasy of the modern church. You may say, quote, yoga exercises help my body. It works for me, unquote. But by what power is it working? Satan is setting the stage for the great deception of the world and the church for false miracles 
in the end time. See, this is all a part of the Antichrist system that is manifesting before our very eyes. But Isaiah 5.20 says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. And here's a quote from John Edmonston. He says, The end times religion will be both idolatrous and magical. Idolatry is the substitution of the create of the creator creator for the creator. Let me say it again. Idolatry is the substitution of the creature for the creator. That's Romans 1. And John Edmondson continues, magic is any system that claims to give people access to God, uh, to his power, without having to accept God's will. That is, repentance and receiving Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, the Lord of your life. So, Debbie, Sister Debbie continues, yes, there are many professing Christians who fail to understand the origins and power at the root of the practice of yoga. And yes, there are several different kinds of yoga. However, they are all of the same origin and root. At the very root of every kind of yoga, each physical posture is pointing toward bringing attention to or worshiping and is even named after an animal, an element of nature and false gods. Yoga has its roots in Hinduism, which exposes, that's just another fake, false world religion. Yoga has its roots in Hinduism. I guess the three major false religions of the world are what Islam, Catholicism, and Hinduism. I don't know, I may have left out one or two, but uh, they're all substitute, cheap substitutes to divert you from knowing your maker and giving you a personal relationship with him, which Jesus didn't come to start a religion. He came to give you a relationship with him and the Father. That's such a blessing. That right there is where freedom comes in. When you begin to believe the truth and you seek God on the basis of his son, Jesus Christ. Yoga has its roots in Hinduism, which espouses that, quote, God, unquote, is in everything. And so the creation itself should be worshipped. That's totally false. If you say, quote, well, to me, it's just stretching, concentration, balance, and strengthening exercises, then uh, why is the class named yoga if that's the case? Why would you choose to knowingly, intentionally engage in a practice that has, has at its core denial of the supremacy of the very God you say that you believe in? And by participation are giving your body over uh, to worship other gods, even Satan himself. Why? Okay. Why do you need yoga if you want to work out? Like many of you, I've been working out my whole life since I was like 10 years old. Why, why, is, why is a religion, why is yoga needed to go to the gym and exercise your body? The Bible does say exercise profits a little bit. That is, I guess it means temporally, because your body, your physical body is temporal, but it is your temple, the temple of the Holy Spirit, so we should keep it in good shape. That's not necessary for salvation, but it's necessary for good health and longevity, and as much as God would allow it, 1 Timothy 4, 8. Okay, so why do you have to bring yoga into it? in order to stretch, concentrate, <laughs> balance, and, and strengthen your body. Why? Why does yoga have to be involved? <laughs> Here's a quote from the Wikipedia, from Wikipedia regarding the uh, one kind of yoga called Kundalini, as I mentioned earlier, K-U-N-D-A-L-I-N-I. Kundalini yoga, quote, it was adopted as a technical term in Hatha, H-A-T-H-A, yoga during the 15th century and became widely used in the yoga Upanishads by the 16th century. Eknath Eswaran has paraphrased the the term as, quote, the coiled power. (laughs) The coiled power, a force which ordinarily rests at the base of the spine described as being coiled there like a serpent, 
<laughs> Isn't that how Satan appeared in the Garden of Eden as a serpent? Think about that. This is at the root of yoga. It's called a uh, the coiled power. That's like a snake coiled up, ready to bite you. And that's exactly what's going on. And many are being bitten who think they're Christians. They're trying to pet a coiled snake by participating in yoga. It's absolutely mind-boggling. So, coiled like a serpent, quote-unquote. Again, uh, Sister Debbie Lord asked, again, just who or what are you yoking with? Undeniably, the word yoga means to yoke with. The Bible says, 2 Corinthians 6.14, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship, and by the way, that's where this religion of yoga comes from. It comes out of the false religion of Hinduism. They're one and the same, basically. Uh, and these are unbelievers. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? Second Corinthians 6.14. How many times have you heard, quote, I just take the class for exercise. Uh, I'm real careful to stay away from the spiritual part of it. Hmm. Okay, unquote. <laughs> How can that even be possible when the various positions or the poses themselves are based on positions that focus on or elevate an animal, nature, or a Hindu god, small g? That's like saying, quote, I go to play, uh, I go to a gay bar uh, because the food is so good, unquote. <laughs> Think about the absurdity of this. How can you separate one from the other? You can't. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 10, 1 and 2, to learn not the way, the ways of the heathen. And that's what you're doing um, when you partake in this occultic practice of yoga. The Bible says in Joshua 24, 15, choose you this day whom you will serve serve. First Corinthians six nineteen and 20 says, what know ye not that your body, notice your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own, for you are bought with a price. That's the blood of Jesus. You were bought with that price, the ultimate price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. And in your spirit, which are God's. Amen. That's 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. If you are a Christian who participates in, quote unquote, harmless yoga exercises, are you asking the Holy Ghost within you to worship a Hindu God, small g, or a creature uh, rather than the creator, the one true God? Do you think the Holy Ghost is going to stick around for that? No, he's not. He's already departed. Repent and cry out like David did in his repentance, Psalm 51, uh, to restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. W-H-O-L-L-Y. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. Amen. Are you willfully not only limiting but actually rebelling against the Lord's sanctification in your spirit, soul, and body? Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2 says, I beseech ye, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your, here it is again, bodies, a living sacrifice. God wants your body. Okay, he gave you your body, and it's to be his temple and no other. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy 
acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world or its false religions that are coming through yoga, and one example of it. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove or demonstrate what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Quote, unquote, Romans 12, 1 and 2. How can you as a Christian do one thing in your spirit and do exactly the opposite with your body? That's impossible. James chapter 1, verse 6 through 8. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Quote, unquote, James 1, 6 through 8. You may have heard the saying by Hudson Taylor, Christ is either Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. Unquote. Amen. Jesus said, Matthew six twenty four. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. There's no in-between. There's no neutral ground. Jesus said, he that is not with me is against me. So by not receiving Jesus, repenting and receiving him, you have chosen to reject him. Doesn't matter if you think that's the case or not. It is. Jesus said, you're either with me, follow me, or you're against me. You're my enemy. You've chosen that position. Matthew 12, 30. Again, Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Still, some want to say, well, um, still in my spirit, I'm not serving the gods of Hinduism. Uh, uh, when I do yoga, I'm praying to the one true God all the time while I'm doing yoga, unquote. Hmm. Ridiculous 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 so i'm li i'm in a store i mean did you see the story about uh, these guys that go to rob a store and they get locked in there and they start praying <laughs> the, the futility the hypocrisy of that so it is important that you willfully choose uh to do with your body what god calls you to do with it it's to be his sanctuary the Apostle Paul said, I keep under my, notice, body and bring it into subjection, lest by any means when I have preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27. What chances are you willing to take? How far are you willing to go, even if the co consequence of your choice may result in being cast away from God eternally? Okay, so as we close here, update, I had a good time of fellowship with two sisters in Christ that came over. Uh, we talked together. Conversation moved to this topic of yoga. So we had our first Bible study together and prayed in repentance. This is from Sister Debbie, by the way. Deliverance and cleansing of its effects. We included of all are all of us in the prayer, and it was especially for one lady who uh, was actually verbally horrified over uh, what she had done in participating with yoga, and any true believer or otherwise should be shocked by what you've heard in today's message and come to absolute full repentance. Sister Debbie continues with this testimony. The Holy Spirit had already been preparing her heart. The revelation uh, that uh, yoga, uh, about the truth about yoga, triggered another question about rock stacking. You know, in Colorado, I've seen it for myself all over the place. There are rocks. You ever wonder what that is? It's called cairns, C-A-I-R-N-S, rock stacking. So we looked into it together, she says, her and this friend of hers, and found that they have many messages basically for hiking trail directions so you don't get lost, but have also been used for centuries for burial and other ritual ceremonies. Schools have used the, the practice of building cairns 
inside the classroom so that the students can, quote, reflect on themselves and realize what their priorities in life are, uh, a form of meditation tool, unquote. This info uh, caused us to pray for increased Holy Spirit discernment and awareness of what's going on around us, including the church world. So that's a testimony as a result of her study uh, on yoga, how it's based in the, the occult in a false religion called Hinduism and is a rejection of God as creator and uh, a rejection of Jesus Christ as the only mediator between God and men. Revelation chapter 1, verse 5 and 6 as we close. Uh, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. God bless you, friends. Thanks for listening. And uh, again, I want to encourage you if you're not 100 percent sure that you're going to heaven if you die today i want you to go to the peace with god page on safeguardyoursoul.com and uh there's a prayer at the end and if you pray that in repentance the prayer is not going to save anyone it's just a biblical guide for you okay so that you're praying according to god's will if you will repent, Jesus didn't say, except you pray a prayer, you will perish. He said, except you repent. So you have to be willing to admit you're a sinner to repent. What does that mean? You're acknowledging before God that you've sinned against him and you're turning your life all the way over to him and putting your faith in Christ, declaring him as the new master and savior and Lord of your life. Amen. The peace with God page on safeguardyoursoul.com. God bless you, friends. If you need to contact me, Info at safeguardyoursoul.com. This is Todd Tomasella. Thank you for listening and thank you for your prayers for this, the fruitfulness and the supply of this outreach. God bless you. Well, brothers and sisters, it's been a blessing to spend these moments with you in the Word of God. And remember, there's hundreds of more Christ centered, scripture rich, uh, edifying podcast on safeguardyoursoul.com forward slash audios. There's also a store page with uh, uh, several, many books on there for your uh, edification in Christ. They're all scripture rich and Christ centered. Also tens of thousands uh, of saints and sinners are being reached every month. And uh, your prayers are coveted for the fruitfulness and supply of this outreach. God be praised, by the way, for those who are supporting. And feel free to visit uh, our donate page on the site. And uh, uh, you can use your debit card, PayPal, or Patreon. And you can become a monthly sustaining member if you choose to do so. And a gift of any amount is so appreciated. Part of this outreach uh, is to equip and supply other ministering disciples across our great country and uh, all over the world. And uh, may God be praised that uh, there's fruitfulness happening among his people and through his beloved saints as we know that the return of our Lord Jesus Christ draws nigh. And we say together, in the words of Revelation 22, even so, come Lord Jesus. Amen.